wonderful. All right. Do you want to get us started? No. No? Oh, my God. Okay. I'll get us started. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Consume Content, where we're in a mood. <laughs> we're in a mood. I'm just a little sleepy as all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm full and I'm angry. Angry because you're This full. is where we help you find the best content to consume. I'm Matt, and this is Josh. I'm Josh. I'm scared. Today, we will be discussing... Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Available on Netflix. Available on and Netflix. And remember, if you want to join the discussion, jump into our Discord server, the group chat. It's linked here. It's linked over there. Go fucking find it. Oh, it's scared me. All right. My mother's listening. Uh, probably. Probably well, not. I wonder if since when has that thing. stopped us before? I didn't know she was listening before. Now I know she's listening. My aunts are listening. It's even yeah, but worse. What, but what difference does it make? Because we're still... We're at, we're at the same maturity level. The same... Yeah, I guess so. I don't vulgarity. Know. Yeah. Poop jokes and all. Welcome to this episode where I'm going to bully Josh. They're at least going to listen to the first couple minutes. <laughs> oh no, your family's not going to like me. Um, I need to put oil in this chair. Anyway, it's all uh, creaky. Please, I, I'm a good boy. Okay, don't I'm I'm don't. I'm a, a good uh, friend of Josh's. Okay, don't don't worry. He it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Don't call yourself a good boy. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a good chico. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that either. Anyway, what show are we talking about today, Matt? Well, we already you know what it is. Yes, I know what it is. But you told me I need to preface. Uh -huh. You said you don't think you're gonna like it. Well, did I say that? It's the harder sell. Yeah, I think it's the harder sell because maybe the trailer just wasn't. Maybe it's just not a show designed for me, right? And I sort of vaguely remember the trailer, but I need you to like give me the give me the pitch because I don't okay, remember it all that well. But mm -hmm. do you like? treasure hunting <laughs> do you like the beach <laughs> do you like sticking it to the one percenters <laughs> i guess so yeah i do like treasure <laughs> well I then i think the outer banks is for you josh awesome and I'll for anyone else it. listening <laughs> i liked it yeah it's it's it was good. There's two seasons out. It's on Netflix. Uh -huh. I think it's a Netflix original. Yeah. Uh that's what two weeks in a row though. We're talking about Netflix shows. Netflix is going under. Netflix is going under, and they're trying to. They've they've been. I've I've been piecing it together. I'm surprised I didn't think of this sooner. I know other people probably figured it out way sooner, but Netflix, because they sort of you know, built the streaming industry and they built it off the backs of old content made by big studios, you know, with all the movies and shows that other studios are just like, 
yeah, sure, put it up on your shitty website, whatever. And then it it blew up, and now all those studios have their own streaming services, so they're removing their content from Netflix. And Netflix was trying to get ahead of this, right, with all their original content. And uh, now they're just – before they were, you know, cranking out a few shows every year, right, that shows that you could easily miss, which is why we're talking about shows like this today, right? The Outer Banks, I feel like I missed it, and it's already going to have its third season, meaning it must be good. Um, third season's coming out end of this month, end of February. End of February. But mm-hmm. I think it has, I think it, it fits our niche pretty, pretty tightly. It's mm-hmm. a show that flew under the radar for reasons mm-hmm. you've mentioned, but... I think it's got a pretty decent following. You know, I think the thing is it caters to a younger demographic mm-hmm. because it's the total, you know how Stranger Things, yeah. even the first season, it starts off with, it's kids. It's like, how old are they? They're like they're like 12, nine. they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, nine years old. Yeah, they're like, yeah, nine years old. Or they're something. in like second Bullshit. grade or third grade or something. They're tiny, mm-hmm. but I think there's a uh, you know, the graph is kind of like a dip. Like, you know, if kids are young enough and you can tell a good enough story that appeals mm-hmm. to like a larger audience yeah. because they're just young kids. It's just like, yeah, you see young kids everywhere, but you start aging them up. And I think adults lose interest because, uh, the angsty teenagers, they're just yeah. being angsty. They just do I their agree. own thing. And then it, of course, appeals only to, people of that that are closer to that age demographic mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of where this fits that might may have been why you weren't that interested mm-hmm. why i think the show hasn't reached like mass appeal it's not mm-hmm. a juggernaut it's kind of one of those doing pretty good definitely earned another season but not you know and then uh, uh back when we talked about shadow and bone i think that was a similar thing kind of the young adult demographic yeah, it's it's interesting that you point this out about me because I was just thinking about how I fell off of The Runaways. Have you seen The Runaways on uh, Hulu? No, so, I heard about that. What, which it, one it, was that? It's a Marvel property, te- a group of teen... Oh, a group wait. Of teens with like, superpowers. Oh, teen. What? But that's the thing. It's young adult, right? So, like, I fell off of the show... Oh, Even so the, you're talking about Umbrella Academy. No, I'm not talking about Umbrella Academy. And that's not a group of teens. It's a group of adults who, as children, were a group of superheroes. Uh, you know, it's four. Four just throws that whole thing off, makes it seem yeah. like it's about teenagers. Yeah. But um, I don't even... I, I never even watched Umbrella Academy either. I think I read the first volume of the comic, and it was pretty good. And I think that whole first season is just that first volume. But anyway, we're we're yeah. getting in the weeds about the shows now. But I, it is interesting you point that out about like maybe I just don't like YA and teen stuff, even though I shouldn't let that hold me back. In Ta- tell me, content. Josh, what this is Josh's therapy hour. Oh God, tell me what were your teenage years like? Um, I mean, very they're very similar to. Hmm. Actually, uh, angsty. Yeah. <laughs> angsty. Pretty, pretty what, angsty. 
What kind of content were you consuming as a young adult? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Legend of Korra. It was the first thing to come to mind. What else was I watching? Again, I mean, but that's also okay. angsty teenagers. No, right? that's a well. That one. Cartoons aside, what else? Mm-hmm. What else were you watching? I have no fucking clue. As I, in high school, what what was out? What were you doing? I, I don't remember what what was come. What was out in fucking? When did okay, I no, go no, to high school? not not titles. What were you doing? What did you pass the time with when you got home from school? The same thing I always did. I turned on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I I started. I played video games and I turned on the TV, and I just flipped between those two things. Back when I could like spend eight hours a day playing video games, like. All right. Well. Maybe we can't nail down exactly what's going on here, but I think you as a person, uh-huh. this might not be exactly your genre, which is why stuff mm-hmm. like this kind of slips under the radar. Did you give Shadow and Bone a try? I did, actually. And I did, I, did you ma- like it? Yeah, it was all right. Did you how swoon m- over Ben Barnes? No, I didn't swoon. I swooned. You swooned. He's eh. so dreamy. I like him in The Punisher. Because <laughs> his, because he's an asshole and he gets his face all scratched up. Yeah, and... in the second season, he's great. He's he's such a great like messed up character. This guy who he plays this guy who's evil, but doesn't know why he's evil. Like, because he has amnesia from the events of the first season. Okay, but in Shadow and Bone, he's uh-huh. evil uh-huh. because he's just evil. Mm, that is dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of that he's so broken, but I think I can fix him kind of thing. Yeah, I understand. No, I mean, that's the whole. That's yeah. That's very much a young adult mm-hmm. series because it's about the protagonist. She's she kind of she, there's her she's the guy she's into, but he's not always into her. Then her life gets changed, like she's thrown into this yeah. big adventure and there's this other guy this new guy this powerful guy it's but powerful. he's so dark and mysterious but he's so handsome yeah i uh, i think i only got an episode in is is does it only take one episode for her to be revealed as the person as as the messiah um yeah i think so yeah it only takes one episode right i think it's the first episode's cliffhanger they leave it on that you're like what Oh, a bright light in the darkness. Yeah. Um. Well, I know we don't really revisit stuff that we talk about here. We could. Even though we're supposed to issue challenges about it. But you haven't gone back to watch episode two of Shadow and Bone. I don't believe so. I saw a bit where, like, they like they have to, like, figure... They're trying to figure out the... Like, like you said, the episode one cliffhanger is, like, there's... An event, something happened in the shadow, right? That rift. And I think the second episode is them like figuring out it was the girl, right? Because they have that guy that they're interrogating, oh, yeah. right? And uh, to people who have not seen the show, I'm I'm spo- I'm not spoiling much, right? The show the show is good. No, right? we're I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but ju- we're just talking about the inciting incident really for the whole series. The, yeah. Because just there's more the characters very beginning. At play. There's more characters at play. There's more factions at play. 
right? Yeah, like there's, there's there's much more to it. Yeah, like there's the people on the other side of the rift, right? Like that young, uh, like that young criminal mastermind who's trying to like. I I don't know. It's not that the rift divides the two part, the two storylines you're kind of following in the series. It's just the whole country. There's this giant rift that takes up almost like it splits almost the whole country in half. Mm-hmm. So it's just a big part of what they deal with mm-hmm. that drives kind of the conflict in the show. Yeah. Uh, but they, but it, it can be traversed. It's just really annoying. It's just a big thing, a feature of their country. It, it's a whole thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. Outer Banks is uh, much more rooted in reality, mm-hmm. and so it really relies on the drama as opposed to, you know, a fan, a, a high fantasy story. Not, yeah. I guess, not high fantasy, but pretty. Pretty in-depth, like, magic and fantasy. What's the difference between fantasy and high fantasy? If you need to ask, you don't deserve oh, you to You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway. Wait, now I need to know. Oh, boy. I'm going to wait for you to Google this. But yeah, because you need to know. For the audience, in Shadow and Bone, there are... Um, ladies can be... No, not just ladies, right? But, like, some people... Or have magic, other people don't, right? Uh, yeah, a small percentage, percentage. of the population has. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like X Men, but yeah. they there's only a certain number of abilities. So, like, yeah. you'll have whole groups of people who can, you know, throw fireballs, who mm-hmm. can control water, who can mm-hmm. stop your heart, kind of thing. Yeah. This is a bunch of things. Like there's a few fenders, things, but a bunch right. of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, high fantasy mm-hmm. and low fantasy, the only difference between them is simply the setting. So I think low fantasy can have all the same characters and abilities and, uh, you know, anything you might find in a fantasy story, but it mm-hmm. takes place in a more realistic setting. But okay. high fantasy is a completely made-up world, completely different place. Got it. Where there's so this, dragons this be... flying overhead, and it I guess this it is, is mid fantasy. It's shadow mid-fantasy. and bone. Yeah. It's mid fantasy. No, mid-fantasy. I think it's closer to high fantasy because it's a completely made up place, yeah. whole different country. It's just they have guns too. That's the that's the that yeah. It, it, you know, it's like such a small population of these people with abilities. Mm-hmm. So it's like the rest of the world kind of just continues on, but Outer Banks very much. It takes place in North Carolina. The, the, mm-hmm. out, the Outer Banks is a place in North Carolina. So it's an island community. Yeah, super low <laughs> fantasy then. Very much low fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's not fantasy. It's all drama. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know that I'm specifically drawn to that kind of story. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good with a drama. It's, it's called a teen drama. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's... Yeah, a little bit of action and mystery. The whole thing centers around kind of uh, a mystery, trying to figure out the the main guy. His name is John B., I think. Yeah, John John B. B. Um, He's what's called a pogue. P-O-G-U-E. What the fuck is a pogue? It's what the community of people who live in the Outer Banks. So it's... With most places in America, it's got a community of people, the locals who live there, who ha- who work 
you know, their regular jobs and they got nowhere else to go. They just live here. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, work for the rich assholes who also occupy the same space. They just live on the whole other side of the island uh-huh. with all the summer homes, the country clubs, the giant mansions. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose this show part of it part of the drama is the fact that when you get this kind of place it's a small island it's a whole like town but you know relatively small island it's what happens when you get these two groups of people yeah the the very high society types very snooty and then the local very much working class but you get kids from both sides who grew up together yeah and so the kids who are from the local group are called the pogues and there was a name and the kooks oh boy i didn't i forgot about that <laughs> kooks that's are not, the, all the rich people that's not good oh boy that's uh i i completely forgot they used that term but hey you know we're yeah. reappropriating mm-hmm. yeah oh boy okay uh so you already got some tribalism going on that makes there, sense for a team yeah. drama and it's not so much the scale of the story of the plot isn't really mm-hmm. centered around the whole town. Mm-hmm. You kind of get bits and pieces of that. You get all these other adults, actual adults in the story who drive a whole lot more of the plot. But it really focuses on this group of kids. Jombie is this main kid. I think his dad's missing and he's looking for him is the big part of the first season. Mm-hmm. And he's got his three other friends who are all pogues, three yeah. locals. And this other girl who's kind of a love interest, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're all the same age, so they grew up together, but she's from the other side, mm-hmm. from the rich side. Her dad is very much the big cheese in town. I mm-hmm. think he, I don't think he's mayor. Maybe he is, but, it, you know, he's mayor the one running, yeah. running a little much, too much of, uh, too much power for one man. Yes. Interesting. This is all lining up. <laughs> It's sound, starting to sound familiar. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got the little town, you got the rich kids, you got the poor kids, right? You got the. Just keep telling me about it, right? Just keep telling me because well, what's this treasure hunt. Well, we'll get to that because uh-huh. uh, you really, I honestly, I don't even really remember it that much because it's not a huge part of the story. It's it's almost kind of like a solution that they discover halfway through the season, and they're like, wait this is real this this myth this legend we've been hearing about our whole lives that pirate was real he really stashed some gold somewhere uh-huh. and it's they kind of take some time in the later half of the season figuring uh-huh. it, that's part of it but a, i think a big draw for me and for uh my fiance as well we watched it together was the group the core group of characters the pogues Mm -hmm. they it's just their sense of camaraderie and you know it's almost family like john b like i said his dad's missing but he never once is struggling he's never like oh what am i gonna eat then you know he's already pretty self-sufficient because him and his dad lived yeah pretty basic lives but he just it's kind of like the one of those old shows from the, the, the high school stories like to you know him and his he would just go crash at his buddies for like 3 weeks straight even though his parents are home he he just yeah. goes and lives with his buddy because that's mm-hmm. he he can do that 
and they feed him, and then they run around all summer long. Mm-hmm. Going on Are you wacky hungry? adventures. Yeah. Let, let's go grab food from my parents' restaurant. We'll just mm-hmm. get a little extra meal from there. And then it's a, it's very much a boat community because it's on an island, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of canals, and that's how you really get around. So they just boat around a whole lot. They go exploring. Mm-hmm. It's it's uncharted, but not cheesy, and okay, more drama. All right, not cheesy. More drama. It's I a little it. cheesy. Look. I'm not completely opposed to the teen, young adult genre. I did watch five seasons of Vampire Diaries, and it was... I feel like that's almost... You, it, you can't... That's, it it's bad. just too different. It got it got very different, but in the beginning, it was, no, it was pretty grounded. Yeah, it in was. In the beginning, it was pretty grounded. By season five, there was a second doppelganger of the, of the same person. And hey, when you live forever, you run into doppelgangers, Josh. Duh. This person didn't live forever. This person was just <laughs> just looked like so, like another no, vampire I'm... from three hundred years ago, and then that person looked like another vampire from like yeah, six hundred years ago. I'm saying because there are vampires, your the storyline, the entire plot that you're following is is from the beginning of time and is c- continuing on to current day so it's like in that setting you can obviously create characters that are they almost kind of have to because if they're going to go so far back into history because these vampires have been living so long mm-hmm. and they want to use the same cast they kind of have to don't they like i guess so yeah they do just like they don't How else are they going to have Nina Dobrev show up in every season until she doesn't? God damn it! You beat you beat me to name dropping her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't gonna... even watch the show. I watched a bunch of it with my fiance, but I didn't. I didn't follow the whole thing. Oh oh boy. Okay. So, Outer Banks. It's a teen drama. Classic. Sounds like cl- sort of. I don't know if Americana is the right word. You know, classic Americana. Story. It kind of is. It's it gives not you that, rural, but it sounds like it's using those tropes pretty well. It almost. I I I would be willing to bet they filmed a lot of it in like Louisiana, New Orleans, because mm-hmm. it just it kind of gives off that vibe. Yeah. I don't know if that's a common place for shooting. Georgia is. I know Georgia is, but it just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe if there's enough kind of mm-hmm. Louisiana looking setting in georgia maybe but it's the a lot of places yeah i think you 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 jump in because you hear it's a show doing pretty well and they get these actors that are all obviously over 18 but playing under 18 year old teenagers Mm -hmm. but uh you're just you stay because you like the relationships between them well, that I mean, what that's all teen drama. That's all of them. That's always about the so relationships between them. the characters. Yeah, it seems like it. Okay, that's good. I'm trying to think of a show with bad chemistry, but then I just wouldn't bother remembering that show with bad <laughs> chemistry. But yeah, those those shows. I don't know. Am I missing that in my life? I could use. You're missing shows with bad chemistry? No, no, no. Am I missing something like The Outer Banks in my life? You know, just like a nice drama. Because I haven't had that in a long time, you know? 
I haven't seen I haven't seen a, like my life is not full of drama, right? So like I get my drama vicariously through TV shows. Do I'm still surprised drama? you don't watch reality TV. No, why would I? What's do you have a show to recommend? Well, there's a few, but I'm just saying I can't you remember. don't get you don't have drama in your life. Like yeah. many people, they don't have that much drama. So yes. they watch drama on TV. Yeah, but what's the last reality TV show that I watched? What's the last reality TV show you watched? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, it's kind of it was more of like one of those competition shows. Mm-hmm. What was it called? It was The Mole. Did you watch The Mole? No, I didn't watch The Mole. That was a good show. Wait a minute, isn't kind of The a... Mole like a really old show? Yes, but they remade it. They remade it. Okay. Like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I've only watched the new one, and it's really good. Okay. Also on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Jesus Christ, everything's on We're Netflix. We're starting a petition to save Netflix from themselves. <laughs> it's called Netflix. Stop being stupid. Stop being stupid, Netflix. Uh, too bad. They're just going to keep being stupid. Oh. Yeah. Stop pulling a Chapek. Oh, I forgot my password to Netflix. I was going to go on Netflix and look Ooh. at stuff. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I've watched a few other things. Mostly. Mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't have really sought them out on myself, by myself, but mm-hmm. watching with my fiance, she's mm-hmm. obviously, she grew up watching a few, so she was still into some. We watched Love is Blind. That was interesting. And it was yeah. pretty good. You you get sucked in and you're like, because it's, it's like any TV show. You get sucked in because you're following characters mm-hmm. and you want to know what happens with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ladies at the office talk about Love is Blind. <laughs> I only watched the first season, I think, but mm-hmm. it was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Reality I'll, show. I'll, I, could, I can see myself watching The Outer Banks. I, I can't yes. really see myself watching Love is Blind. North Carolina's reality show. <laughs> North Carolina. I wonder why. And like, I'm sure they could have gotten a few shots in North Carolina, but you know, some B-roll at least. Well, I think it's just. I grew up on the East Coast uh-huh. until I was like in middle school, but that was yeah. in Virginia. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was only like a state away, a couple states away. Yeah. But I never once heard of. Mm-hmm. An island. The Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. An island full of treasure. <laughs> no, it's not it, full of treasure. Uh-huh. There's just one big treasure. And one, if you can find it... Uh-huh. Then you become the one piece. No. Uh, fucking... <laughs> fucking weird. It, it It is right next to Virginia. It's one state away. It was one, one state, state away, and I still never heard of it. You never heard of North Carolina? Of the Outer Banks. <laughs> Shut up. The East Coast is a is a pretty big place. It's the entire eastern coast of the country. I don't know shit about the East Coast. No, but I'm saying it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, it's just a feature, a place yeah. on uh-huh. in this part of the East Coast that stands out. I guess people recognize it. Uh-huh. It's a vacation spot, like I said. I'm yeah. assuming there's a bunch of there's you know a much mm-hmm. more affluent side of. Yeah town so i guess people could visit there you know rich people will rent their nice houses and crash there if the island is completely made up does that then make it high fantasy no because i think 
Damn the it. entire setting that's being made up has to have uh-huh. very much fantasy elements in it. Okay, if you just right. completely make up a setting, it's just called fiction, Josh. Mm, fine. <laughs> God. God. I was just hoping you'd laugh. But you I got didn't. you again. Maybe it's not an island. It's just like it's on the coast, uh-huh. but it's very much like a bunch of separated pieces of land. Uh-huh. Cause like I said, it's very much a water community. Like they're, they were take. Yeah. Archipelago, I guess. I, I don't know. Probably it's, not. But it's, was, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Have you seen fear street also on Netflix? No, because as long as we're talking about, wait, did why, I, was that the one with Sadie sink? Sadie Sink was in it, yeah. She was in the se- like the second episode. Yeah, then yeah, I did. And by episode that. is like is a three movie trilogy. Uh, you know Halloween. what? I'm gonna ruin a, uh, just one part of it because what? that's the only thing I remember about that. What that series uh-huh. was the butcher, like yeah. blade death uh-huh. of that one kid. Uh-huh. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, butcher blade. It's like the thing at a butcher where they have multiple bandsaws in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. In don't a line. Bring it up. I probably and deleted then... that. Don't, don't t- describe <laughs> it any further. What about it? Was it? A, that was a lot of brain. Oh, God. <laughs> God. No, I. it was good. I, mm. I did like those movies. It was. I forget if it came out in the summer or if it came out around Halloween. Either way, we well, watched them. I'm talking about like there's the rich side and then there's the poor side. There's the working class side. Right, there's those two sides, and it's sort of like that divide, that class divide, is more important than you think in in the show. Well, I think, well, there's got to be a reason for it, and I'm guessing the reason is that that is just so relatable. There must yeah. be so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, not everyone is middle class, obviously. Oh yeah. So there I think there's just a large majority of people who deal with that, probably mostly lower class folks mm-hmm. who deal with that juxtaposition working who, for the, the man. The man. I told you sticking it to the man. <sighs> so I don't yeah, I guess it's relatable. You or or yeah. if not at least something you can sympathize with, you root for the underdogs and these are underdogs who are just living their lives, their kids running around their yeah. town and getting in trouble and okay okay you know what other shenanigans be, do they get being semi-interesting <laughs> what does that mean being semi-interesting it's a matter of perspective uh-huh i mean we're we're old farts now old farts. i i just you turned bastard. 30 yeah i'll be i'm i'm close behind you exactly we're I'm, old farts yeah it's 8 30 i'm already sleepy like it's, <laughs> we're... Well, that's just a you thing You've been, you wake up so early. I do wake up early now, but uh, I feel like this, I feel like I, I'm, I'm at that next step. I'm in that transitionary period where like, I'm tur- like 30 doesn't just start, you know, you start like, tw- like it started a, a year ago. It started before you realized it started and you yeah. realize it far too late. Exactly. No, it's, you know, <laughs> that's all right. But... It's just watching a teen drama. Yeah. So it's, you know, you think, why are they so stupid? You know, the older you get, you yeah. think, why are they so stupid? Because why did they, they break into that? Nothing. Why did they break into that condemned house? 
why are they, mm-hmm. you know, throwing bottles around? They're yeah. just so stupid. They are it's, so stupid. It's just getting mad at your own past mistakes. I guess so. But mm. it's in. But then they make it interesting because there's mm, treasure involved. Your treasure. I can't believe. Is it actually like pirate treasure? <laughs> it kind of is. There's this. So the girl I mentioned, kind uh-huh. of the love interest to the main guy, the one yeah. who's from the the rich side of the island. Yeah. Her dad or her family lives in one of the bigger houses you know they're one of the richest families around in mm-hmm. on in the community so yeah. they live in a big house but the big house was made was constructed by mm-hmm. someone who was heavily involved with the founding of the town or yeah. you know just one of those stories so yeah, yeah. the house has secrets has like rooms painted with murals and in the murals mm-hmm. there's hidden there's clues and, to the treasure and then the dad has in his old has in his desk several documents and blueprints because it just came with the house because it was there when the original guy died and you know stuff like yeah. that so they at some point break into the rich guy's house even yeah. though it's the daughter's house too because mm-hmm. they need to get to you know hidden yeah. information that's around to mm-hmm. follow this myth that they heard about mm-hmm. okay does it? Does that not sound interesting? I feel yeah. like it's a pretty decent setup. That that does sound interesting, but you're telling me they don't realize that there's treasure until halfway through the first season. I I don't want to. Well, I guess it's like I'm not giving anything away. It amounts to what they would some what uh, the studio might mention in a trailer. Okay, hold no, on. No, hold th- on, hold on. Don't say anything else because maybe what I'm doing is that I'm just psyching myself out of it when perhaps the correct choice was to, you know, take take time to build all the characters and the relationships and set and build the world before they go off on this journey to, you know, I think hunt they treasure. Went, they went a step further uh-huh. than that. They set up the mm-hmm. treasure hunt before at the before they did anything else but yeah. you didn't even realize that's what it was okay they All give right. you some details some dark things happen some mysterious things happen uh-huh. hard hard cut to this teenager waking up in yeah. his bed in his dirty shack mm-hmm. and then they continue on with the drama uh-huh. so i okay. think they did a pretty good job that you know, wrapping be, it up yeah i think that to me sounds better than riverdale because i don't even think i got through <laughs> the first season of riverdale because like really? they, they start the show off with like a boy has disappeared and his sister might be involved and then they go nowhere with it for several okay, episodes that's just cw yeah that's just CW. they they make 24 44 minute episodes that's true. Per season, and they, they are just long episodes. They just fill it yeah. with nonsense, with crap, with a whole a whole bunch of high school nonsense. I you did, know what? I did watch they, six seasons of Arrow. Well, yeah, and I I didn't watch so much Arrow, but I did watch a lot of The Flash. So I was mm-hmm. I was in the I was watching some of it during you know the height of those CWDC shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was interesting for a little, and then it just like everyone else, you lose interest mm-hmm. because they can't, 
They didn't have a good formula Hold to, on one to, for that much content. Hey, mom, I'm recording right now. Love you. You know, Josh is muted, but did he mute his recording? I did not mute my recording. Aha! So all of you know what he had to say to his mom, but not me. I don't know. You I know, said hi, everyone... Ma. That's what I did. If you <laughs> everyone, to know. I don't believe him, so everyone report back to me what he said in that muted period. <laughs> I said, hi, Ma. I'm recording. <laughs> I don't believe you. There was something else hidden in there. Everyone else, report back. There wasn't anything else. (laughs) What has there been? Has there uh, has there been a teen drama feature? Has there been a a movie recently? Anything that comes to mind? Anything big, actually? So not recently. Just did you see Avatar two? No. I thought you were. You were the one saying you knew you were going to see it no matter what, even though yeah. you didn't really want to. I thought I did, too, and I just never made it out to the movie theater. Ah. Yeah. Take Charlie. Throw, go to Charlie's house. No. Blindfold him. Put him in a sack. Throw him in your car. Drive him to the theater. I'm not going to put him through that. He's just going to complain about the CGI the entire time. It's all he ever does. With CGI. What does he have to complain about? It's James Cameron. What does he, he have to complain about? Always complains about the CGI. It does not matter what it looks like. He he prefers animation over CGI or or not no CGI at all. Like the CGI has to be fucking invisible if for him to to like it. So he's into Harry Potter. <laughs> the the invisibility cloak scenes. No. <laughs> he likes that. No. You can't see it. He it's CGI, but you shit. can't see it. He doesn't give a shit about that. He's a bigger <laughs> fan of like practical effects and all that. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, I get some, that. Maybe the CGI is really good. I don't know, but I he just he's nitpicky about I, it. I mean, it's the whole movie is almost completely CGI. Yeah, more so than the first movie. So it's like. It, it it has to be pretty flawless. And I think, and it's not completely 100% realistic, mm-hmm. obviously. There, it's, you know, there's a limit to technology even today. But it's James Cameron. It yeah. It's about as good as you can possibly get right now. Mm-hmm. So that's just a Charlie thing. That's just he him wanting to complain. Mm-hmm. But I I mention it because I did see it. And as I'm sure you know... It takes ten takes place ten years later. Mm-hmm. Jake Sully, Jake Sully has a wife, but he also has a family now. Yeah, and a big part of the story, the kids kind of take over. Yeah, so it almost becomes kind of. It, you said, there's you ten, said, ten, ten. Yeah, you said ten years later, right? Yeah. So the kids are only ten. Yeah, but they're alien kids. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I don't know how long a year is in Pandora. Okay, fine. No, I don't know. Maybe they are ten. But the oldest kid seems uh-huh. they're they're basically teenagers. Okay. There's a there's three older kids that are all around the same age, like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like young teen. They're you know, the oldest is like fifteen. Yeah. And then there's one younger kid who's like eight or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it there there's Young adults. 
teenagers. It's a, there's a teenage element to the story, and yeah. it really pushes the whole family dynamic, which you would I thought would be like oh, so they just mm-hmm. you know they kept they stuck to real time. It's ten years later, yeah, and they added kids, mm-hmm. and honestly, I I fucking really like the kids' story. Okay, all right. most of the movie takes the kids take over and i didn't mind it was a good movie i'll have to watch it i'll have to get around to it we watched charlie's suggestion he told us to watch puss in boots and by the way yeah go watch puss in boots yeah that was a great movie that was incredibly good i i still don't understand how what do you mean you don't understand how i just have we can have a whole discussion about that if you want like it's fucking well that's not teen drama. No, it's not teen drama. In fact, that that story is the story of an old man coming to terms with <laughs> death and retirement. With his mortality, it, his not, cat yeah. mortality. Yeah, his mortality, right? It's fucking... If you saw the trailer of Puss in Boots, Puss has died eight out... He's lost eight out of his nine lives. He's on <laughs> his ninth life. And everything is riskier now, Right. Everything is riskier, so he can't be fearless anymore, right? And he has to put away the boots forever if he wants to continue to live. He's puss without boots. He's puss without boots for a period of the film. But that is the story of aging. That is the story of a young man becoming old. No, see, but the story isn't about aging and mortality. No, it's not. It's about self-discovery. It's about him his arc it's about the death of self like it's yes it's about like how he has to literally kill his ego in order to not just survive but to like live a better life and like that's the great part about like i don't remember shrek 3 or shrek 4 right i don't remember those like the the i don't remember those either i loosely remember the plot of shrek Shrek, words shrek 4 right but shrek 1 and 2 at least one what was about self-acceptance and self-love right shrek and fiona sort of finding out finding that out together but that even that wasn't like hugely apparent to me even today even just watching the film you like you won't get that like it'll take you a minute to figure that out they're like Oh shit! He did. He hated himself. Like upon a set, like you realize you listen to the words Shrek is saying, and he's like, he really fucking hated himself for what he was. He saw himself as a monster. It's not just that other people saw him as such. It's that he didn't believe he was like worthy of love, and to this, to a certain extent, Fiona felt the same way because she would turn into an ogre, and because she would turn into an ogre, she like it was a curse, right? And then them finding each other, which, again, is also like a theme of Puss in Boots, was them finding each other, they're able to realize that everything was fine. Everything, as, like, for with Goldilocks in Puss in Boots, was everything was just right. Everything, <laughs> everything was fine. No matter, no matter the fact that you're an ogre, you could still be loved and loved. Or that you're an old cat. Or you're an old cat who's fucking died eight times. And who's you know, who's never loved anyone else but himself? Exactly, and he can learn to love other people. Now, on his ninth life, when he has no other options, but 
It's because now he can see, right? Now he can see. It's all about that journey, right? That journey is what shows the character who they are, what they did wrong. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's that's a pretty old story. Yeah, it is. We've everyone's we've all seen that a lot, plenty of times. But what do you do when a big part of your characters is their youth? Yeah, that's 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 what that's what we're talking about. And I think that despite that fact, obviously there's hundreds of other shows about young adults, just kids, teenagers. But this show, I don't know. It's something about it, something about the setting. It, it, I guess kind of it does give you a little bit of that Americana feel. It's just the sense of community. And there's just these kids. No, they got nothing, nothing going on in the world except... Idle hands. Except, except their fellow pogues. Fellow pogues. Oh, boy. And yet, it still... It grabbed me. I think you'd like it. It was a good yeah. show. I don't I don't think... I have, to, I have to watch it. It's... I feel like it's going to be one of those shows where... Like, don't drop the, that cat. The cat fell. And it's gone. There's no floor oh. down here. There's no floor down here. It just keeps going. Anyway... It's it's probably one of those shows where, like, it's just good. Like, it's it's not necessarily the plot. The plot isn't what makes it interesting. Like you were saying, like, the chemistry between the characters, I'm sure, is what really holds the show together. And, like, a lot of shows live and die by that. Like, they just came out with that 90s show, right? Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I've seen, like, two scenes with the new kids. And I'm just not hooked. But whenever, you, what's up? Do you identify more with Red and Kitty? No, I don't identify more with Red and Kitty. But like you know, the original cast, you know, they pop in the first episode, right? And oh, these are the here are the characters I love and who get along great and interact well with you know with each other in interesting ways. Well, um, is it the same writers as the original show? I, I don't know. But sometimes, like, going back to, like, we were, you know, I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast during this recording, but I, or we discussed it before we hit record, but you liked Ghostbusters Afterlife. I did not like Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's because you're an old fart. I'm... <laughs> I'm... I'm scrunching up the wire folks all right for audio listeners I'm tune in to my see fists in the air tune into youtube to see what he means yeah anyway but um no it's just like the like the chemistry between the original ghostbusters is just so much better than the the chemistry between the other characters the other characters were just like okay i get it quirky kids and then older teenage brother, and then mom who's like out at her wit's end with all these shenanigans. Now ghosts start appearing, right? Paul Rudd's but, there. <laughs> I fucking love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's great. But you can't claim you can't say a story is only is only ever limited by the chemistry of its characters. No, I'm. I, I, I think we use that. that as such an effective barometer for what makes a good story, but like with Ghostbusters, 
I think they did something really phenomenal with an area that mm-hmm. is typically looked over. There's just been so many attempts at reboots of like old mm-hmm. classics. Yeah. And so many of them fall through. But I think I what was his name? Reitzman, like Jason Reitzman or the the son of Ivan, the original yeah. director. Yeah. Ivan Reitzman. He's yeah. Ivan Reitman. So Jason yeah. I, I think it was Jason. I the, his kid. Jason. Yeah. Ivan Reitman's kid made this movie mm-hmm. and he's someone who literally grew up with Ghostbusters. Ivan Reitman directed, he, yeah. you know, helped create the original. So his whole, this kid's whole life was around watching these movies, seeing props in his own home, watching, you know, watching people come up to his dad and talk mm-hmm. to him about these movies. So I think that had a big impact on him creating this story but he was in a really good place to know exactly what people still think about ghostbusters yeah and how much it has left to offer and i think they wrote he wrote well him and whatever other writers there might have been involved a story that make takes good makes good use of the original idea which isn't just the chemistry of the characters because bill murray Mm -hmm. is you know, one of he's the major part of the cast of yeah. the original Ghostbusters movies, but that's you just. I think Bill Murray. I think most people are aware. You just can't recreate Bill Murray. No, you can't recreate he, Bill Murray. He's but, too unique. He's he's one of a kind on his own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say this about the movie. I appreciate the sort of direction they went in. Right, I like the fact that like it's a sl- it's it's literally a sleepy, dusty town in the middle of nowhere, right? And I I like how uh, Egon was you know the legacy of Egon was that he was the dirt farmer, like <laughs> at the edge of town, which like, I think is a a fantastic mm-hmm. way to sum up the rest of his time alive. Yeah, uh, that's so entertaining to me. <laughs> he was just the. A misunderstood dirt farmer, yeah, the weird the, scientist. The he was the that, Doc Brown. He was the unloved Doc Brown yeah, of his the, town. No, exactly. And so the fact that like he gave up everything to continue this crusade when everyone else gave up, right? That that was interesting. I feel like a lot of it was interesting, and <clears throat> like I liked the plot, right? Um, what's the name of the demon? What's the name of the ghost? Oh, um, I was really surprised to see Olivia Wilde play it. Play it. That I was, know right? that was nice. That was that was <laughs> funny. It's kind um, of perfect. Hasn't kind she of kind of? Didn't she end up like kind of demonizing herself with all that controversy over yeah. "Don't worry, darling"? Yeah, that was a different thing. But um, I don't know. Like that that movie. It was okay. It was an okay movie. I know earlier I said it was terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was an okay movie. It's like Zool. I, I like the Zool. Yeah, I like the gadgets. I like <laughs> the fact that like J.K. Simmons is the guy who like not only built this whole like temple under a mountain, but also is the guy who built the the apartment building in the first movie. And he's like <laughs> what? Well, and he's also encapsuled. <laughs> He he built the. Uh, mm-hmm. He's Cave Johnson. He's, he's Cave known Johnson. for he's yeah. known for doing these things. He built what a, a million like square meter complex mm-hmm. under the ground for exactly. 
at some technology company for Aperture Science. It's what his characters do. His characters are weird, and they build things, and they're bizarre. But hey, you're you're talking about what's uh, Lieutenant Gordon, Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, Commissioner he's not commissioner. Gordon. Commissioner, commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner yeah. Gordon. And but when. And I don't mean just Bill Murray. Bill Murray, of course, is great. He's a treasure. But Bill Murray next to Dan Aykroyd with Ernie Hudson. Is Ernie Hudson his real name or his character's name? I can't remember. But you can't you can't say that. I know you don't mean to, but you really can't say that. I can't say that because I don't know. No, the actor's name is Ernie Hudson. The actor's he name plays. Is, uh-huh. Oh, what, what is uh, his name? Winston, Winston? Zedmore. Yeah, it is Winston. Okay. And so, I, did, I guess I did know the names. Anyway, so seeing the three of them together just like immediately show up at the end and just the quick banter and then the, the delivery of that was such a nostalgia hit. I'm just like, they still got it. They're all fucking 80. No, but, but see, they it. don't still got it. What do you they mean? just. They don't because they didn't film a whole movie creating the same chemistry. It was pure nostalgia. It was you remembering the great chemistry from the first two movies, mm-hmm. and all they had to do was show up and throw a couple lines at each other. How dare! And you. then, no, tell me, explain how I'm wrong. Because no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What did I'm they give saying, you? They you? they gave like two lines in this yeah. new movie, mm-hmm. and all it is is you remembering fondly the chemistry they had in the first two movies. But I think Ghostbusters Afterlife is still a good movie. Because I'll say, I'll say it's a good movie. I just won't say it's a great movie. It's it was great. It was I think Ghostbusters great. was ahead of its time. It was saved by the chemistry of the characters, the quality of the cast and the chemistry of the characters. But I think given you know, a couple decades a few decades and now much better CGI and the ability to create a spectacle with mm-hmm. this whole thing. You know, the effects were pretty great back in the eighties Yeah, because ghosts can be as ridiculous as you want. Nobody knows what a real ghost looks like. You can make them glowing green and gooey yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, wild hair, but I think it looks much better with modern CGI. Yeah. All right. How dare you? But what do you mean? How dare it? We're going to watch it together and I'm going to watch it. again. I'm going to demand you tell me what you don't like about it. (sighs) I I think it's just you again. It's you. Sure. We can say it's just me. I think young adult stories don't appeal to you. We can say that. I think we can safely say that. I think that's a factor because I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. I am tired of Finn Wolfhard. I am tired of him. (laughs) All right. Just, but you like Stranger Things. I like Stranger Things, but like there's significantly less Finn Wolfhart in every season. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot more Millie Bobby Brown, which means there's still a pretty decent amount of Finn Wolfhart. Mm, not not in the last season. The last season, they're separated for most of it. Right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Like Finn Wolfhart but... in, that, in that last season where he's just like, I know exactly what we need to do in order to get through this this scenario. He wasn't that bad, right? In and or actually, I would say he's pretty decent in the latest season, right? Because he's just about like solving the problem. Like he knows shit's wrong, and yeah, is he whiny? Yeah, he's whiny, 
And I, I don't give a shit about wasn't, Demon Whale. Wasn't most of the season them just trying to find Eleven? Yeah, and that was annoying. But like once <laughs> once they find Eleven, right? Here's Okay, there's only two good parts. If we're spoiling that season, right? There's only two good parts where I gave a shit about Finn Wolfhart's part of the group. Uh, it's when... The second part is when they finally find Eleven and they help her, like, sort of submerge her in a new tank with fucking salt and shit, right? And they got the fucking pothead pizza dude. He's great. And Argyle, please. Use his name. Argyle. You're right. Argyle. How could I forget Argyle? Wait, sorry. Sorry. Really quick. Let me just Uh just interrupt. They actually, my grocery store sold Surfer Boy pizzas as a promotion for Stranger Things. Really? I forget the brand of pizza that actually makes Uh it, but they just rebranded for the promotion. I because all the, it honestly just said Surfer Boy Pizza, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, that's from Stranger Things." It was a, it, the pizza was pretty good, but it was just it was really fun eating a f- Surfer Boy Pizza. I don't know why I imagine it would be Red Baron Pizza, but I just ima- I just do. It, it could have been, maybe it was. But there's that, so there's that sequence, right? And then the other secrets is when they're with the two FBI guys, right? And they're sort of trying to trick the FBI guys into calling Argyle. Uh, oh, to like order a pizza. To order a pizza. But then the house is under attack. And yeah. for two characters, I think, I don't even think they named the characters, the two FBI agents. But just suddenly, yeah. like suddenly those two characters were, were given little to no screen time, but the most weight was put on their shoulders. And suddenly these two nameless characters were just awesome. <laughs> like there's, there's one FBI agent. He gets shot pretty quickly, but then yeah. throughout the, the, sh- the rest of the season, you have to watch him get tortured several times before or you. They oh, allude, that's right. They allude yeah. to him being tortured several times before he eventually gives up the location. Right. Uh, of Papa. Of Papa. And, so I give it to, it's like, there's like four scenes where they're like, tell us or we'll make it worse. And he's like, never. <laughs> no. And then the other FBI agent, right, is just like, everybody get down. You do you do as I say or you're going to get fucking shot in the face by one of these other guys. <laughs> and then he goes down like a fucking champ and gives Why him a Why is pen. this your favorite part of the show? Because, one, it... Again, this goes back to me not liking the shitty teens, right? Okay, but I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about Hopper. How can you not like... No, How can I love, Hopper scenes not be your favorite? I love Hopper scenes. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, it's... Uh. I'm, I would love to just skip all the teenage bullshit, right? Just get me more <laughs> Hopper. Hopper but in that's... prison. Them trying to get Hopper out of prison. Like, But, but that's, that's all, what made what? Stranger Things was... The, the kids story i know but i just don't here's the thing the kids do cool things right like i just saying like finn finn wolfhart's character being there trying to like again trying to devise a plan to like all right we need to trick these two fbi agents into into calling for pizza who is jonathan's friend who will come and pick us up and we'll sneak away right so that was them devising a plan in order to like move the plot forward but then Will is sad that him and fucking Finn and Mike are not friends anymore. I don't need that. Like, I just want 
the show. I want to see more like Eleven psychically fighting things. Like, but oh no, I. But see, if you do get more of that, it won't mm-hmm. be as interesting. You'll get tired of it. No, because the the drama with Eleven in that season, especially right, was really good. It was really yeah. good drama where like. She was delving into her her past and the facility and what was going on back then and her confrontation between this enigmatic figure and who this person really is and what they want, right? And sort of like remembering that, things that were lost to her. That was really interesting. Yeah, but you don't think setting that against the backdrop of like the mediocrity of just the, her regular ass friends makes her story that much better no. it 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 creates that much more i don't know what more conflict more, more intrigue in her because no. she is she is just hellbent on becoming the normal teenager and she is constantly thrust into this role as psychic superhero yeah, but like once she's thrown into the world of psychic superhero, that juxtaposition is completely irrelevant. Like it's not, it's not there. It's not even I... like da- it's not even dangled in front of her anymore. Like she what? No, it doesn't have to be because she's constantly trying to get back to Mike. I mean, that's not even like a discussion at a certain point. Like she says yes, and then she's just trying to escape. Like, that's one thing. To get back to her life, to her friends, to, like, not have to do this. Yeah, and so it seems stupid because her life was really shitty at that school with these random fucking teenagers being mean to her. Okay, but that was only meant to show how, like, this change in her life sucked. How how she wanted to get back to Mike because that was her her true group of friends. Let me... Let me counteract my own point, right, and give you some credit, because I just think it didn't work in some areas, and it did work in other areas. Like, with that blonde dude, basketball player, do you remember him? In the uh, in the latest season. season. Yeah, the, the most latest, recent season? The most recent season, right? There's the, the basketball, basketball team. basketball dude. The basketball team. You remember the basketball team? What, what did they do? What do you mean, what did they do? They were hunting Eddie. Right. Oh, 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 the the one that Lucas joined, right? Yeah. He was one of the basketball players. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas yeah. joined yeah. joined the basketball team. That basketball team, right? At first, you know, goes like, "Oh, Lucas has joined this really annoying basketball team," but like, you know, they've accepted him as part of their group. But now he's one of the cool kids. Like, I'm like, who gives a shit, right? But then this group of cool kids, somebody the Trump supporters, the, the Trump support, somebody they knew was killed. And that that blonde uh, team captain. Oh my God, Chrissy, wake up! I'm I'm getting flashbacks. Exactly. He took it upon himself. He he rallied his his guys. He's like, we're gonna fucking solve this. We're gonna get the guy who did this. Right? They're sort of jumping the gun. But Eddie Munson. They they're a group of guys who are just like fervently going after. They're that group of football of uh, basketball dudes is the antithesis to the main group of kids, right? They're just, they're now an opposite force investigating the incidents, the incidences that are occurring in the town, but they don't know that these are supernatural extraterrestrial in nature. They just don't know that. 
So it, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of the, in a good way. Super dimensional. It It's like, it's that thing. It's like that thing in horror movies where like, why don't they just leave? Right. And it's, but in this case, it makes more sense because they just, they don't know it's literally a monster. They think it's a person that they can take the law into their own hands and they yeah. think they can do it themselves, which now that those personality types that they sort of had to introduce in the beginning makes a lot more sense. Their existence makes a lot more sense where the bullies from Eleven's bully from the beginning of the show doesn't really play a role later on in the season. It's sort of just like, look how shitty her life is. Look how shitty, how her life isn't what she thought it would be. And yeah, now she has to go back to being a, a government weapon, which you're right. The juxtaposition is sad. She doesn't have many options, right? But she's just trying to get back to Mike, and that's all she's trying to do. But at a certain point, she says, okay, I'll do the thing. I'll, I'll go kill the monster. And then that's about it. I don't know. I think it worked in some places. It worked. It didn't work in other places. Yeah, I, I don't think it's perfect, but I did really enjoy that season. Yeah, it's a very good season. Right, Eddie Munson was a great character. He's coming back. <laughs> How is he coming back? Honestly, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I heard he's coming back. I'm a demon now, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. I play metal all the time. <laughs> oh my god! I saw a clip where that actor was actually playing the guitar. Like he was actually yeah. playing that. I Amazing. saw a clip where he actually met Metallica and he played with them. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. I think we should call I it there. I think that's it, Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked nothing about Outer Banks. You don't even know what it is. I still don't know what okay. it is. But that's okay. Okay. We'll figure out a title for this episode later, I guess. I don't no, know. we talked about it plenty. It was. Yeah. It, we connected it to a lot of other young adult stories. And yeah. young adult stories that show up in stories that aren't typically young adult. Mm-hmm. But we still enjoy, mm-hmm. like Ghostbusters. I Just kidding. Bill Murray is old myself. as fuck. He is old as living hell. <laughs> that is a fact. But I think if you were to watch Outer Banks, you would get something out of it. I think so too. I think. I think, I think honestly, you should watch Outer Banks and get something out of it. Not you, Josh. Stop listening. I'm pointing at the camera. Yeah, I know. It's a good show. I did enjoy it. So if it's honestly, when I hear people talk about it, like I see posts online that the season's coming back and speculation, people get really excited for it. And it just reminds me like, yeah, honestly, I did really enjoy watching it, but hopefully I convinced you it's on Netflix, Netflix, as long as it lasts, maybe Netflix will get bought by Disney and then it'll all be on Disney plus. That would be horrible. Okay. (laughs) But it's on Netflix, but get it wherever you can. If get you it. enjoyed the podcast, please follow us. Yeah. We're this uh you can see us on YouTube, but we're also on Spotify we're and on Spotify. uh we're gonna eventually at some point we'll make some uh, other social media accounts. At there is a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's some other we, we post to other podcast platforms. Yeah. But this has been consume content where we help you consume content. We hope you'll consume this content. Goodbye. Go to bed, Josh. No.